I've mentioned how much I like, enjoy, love music. It helps when you're a DJ, radio personality, if you like music. And I do listen to a lot of different genres. So I text people now and then with just random things that come up. And out of the blue the other day, I texted a bunch of people and I said, I'm not afraid to say this, but Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson's Say, 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 and This Girl Is Mine, those are two separate songs, two separate duets, are darn good. And I feel pretty good that I'm masculine enough to say that. If you don't agree with me, I'm sure there are a lot of things that I say. You don't agree with say, 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 hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Strictly Stritch in Time. I'm Jeff Stritch recording this on Friday, December 4th, 2020. And you know, the first three or four episodes that I did, and you can go back and listen to those. They're in order of how you can listen to them. I always mentioned the weather. I'd say it's a beautiful day here in Cleveland, a beautiful fall day. It's really hot. It's really cold. Well, for posterity's sake, as I like to say, I need to mention to you that this past Tuesday, we had a snowstorm, which is not uncommon here in Cleveland, where I'm broadcasting from, the Northeast Ohio area, routinely pounded with storms, but a little early this year, very early, the beginning of December. We had a very mild winter last year. So I like to think that that might be the last big storm that we have. I'm going to knock on wood. You might not be able to hear that, but I did probably as much snow shoveling as I did all of last year. It seemed like that. It just, it snowed for 12 hours and I have a corner lot and I have a very long sidewalk to shovel and then get this. If you ever drive by my house, if you know me, I have dogs. I have a golden retriever that loves to run in the snow. But I have a Shih Tzu, seven-pound Shih Tzu, and I have to shovel grass in order for the Shih Tzu to be able to do number one and or number two. So the sooner, we're not even in winter yet, you know, we get done with the snow, I will be a lot happier. But who knows? Three weeks from now, four weeks from now, it could be 60 degrees when I'm reporting the weather. When I begin my show, great to have you with me as always love doing this. I really, really do. I look forward to it. Hopefully you look forward to listening to it. And here we are together again. Couple current events to start before we roll into the main topic. And again, we've we've reached the point where it's it's just entertainment. 
and me rambling about myself and giving my opinions. No need to talk about political stuff or what's going on in, in well, you know what's going on. We don't need to mention that. So right off the bat, the first current event is this this is interesting because we we talk movies and because of the virus movie theaters have well it seems like become a thing of the past but not really some of the theaters are open but Warner Brothers made an announcement they're going to release all their 2021 films on HBO Max at theaters. That's right. Faced with the probable reality that moviegoers won't be returning to cinemas in mass numbers for some time, Warner Brothers announced that its entire 2021 slate will be released simultaneously in the theaters and on HBO Max. We mentioned that's what's happening with Wonder Woman 1984. That was the example because that was the only thing, the example that we could give, that Wonder Woman 1984 finally being released after, well, two times at least of the release date being changed. So now, last week we mentioned, hey, we're going to do it on HBO Max, and then we're going to put it in theaters at the same time, that being the Wonder Woman woman film will now warn warner brothers without even having anything to go by has simply said we're just going to do it all we're just going to do all the movies on hbo max and at theaters warner media chair and ceo and sarnoff said in the statement to variety quote we're living in unprecedented times which call for creative solutions including this new initiative for the Warner Brothers Pictures Group, unquote. Now, this is a one-year experiment. It will follow the same release model as Wonder Woman 1984 coming out on Christmas Day. So if you have HBO Max, I don't know if it's free or not. I have HBO, but I don't know if I have HBO Max. But if I do, I will probably be paying. I, I don't think they're going to be free because if you go to a theater, you're going to be paying. So I guess I've answered my own question. If you're watching on HBO Max, you're probably going to be paying for the films you are watching. A one-year experiment because hopefully we'll be going back to films middle of next year, going to movie theaters to watch films middle of next year. Again, knock on would second a current event and i haven't even watched it yet but it's going to tie in with something else ken jennings has taken over as the interim guest host of jeopardy alex trebek sadly passing away jennings began his stint this past monday november 30th if you watched well you're ahead of me in garnering an opinion on how he did. I did go to social media and check on some things. And a lot of people were mixed simply because when something changes, it takes a bit of time to get used to because 
when Alex Trebek has been there all the time, all the time, I know he was sick. He missed a couple weeks, but for the majority of the time, it has been Alex Trebek. So it's going to take a little bit to get used to Ken Jennings. It's an interim position. They're going to try other individuals as host in this interim position. So after everything's said and done, I'm sure they're going to go by social media, their own decisions, and we will have a cemented regular guest host of Jeopardy. Now, tying in is another game show. Wheel of Fortune. Not, not. I'll watch Wheel of Fortune when I can't find anything syndicated on worth watching. The news, yeah, I watch the news. I consider myself topical, but you need to get away from it. You can't just turn on every station to get their interpretation of the news. We know what the news is. We don't need to be beaten over the head with it. So I'll slide away from news and watch Wheel of Fortune every now and then, but never have really been a big fan. I'm mentioning this because Pat Sajak, who has, it seems like he's been on for an eternity. You can research how long. I wasn't even going to go in this direction. Again, this show is really based upon me going off on tangents. I don't know how long Pat Zajek, but his behavior, people have noticed, commented to the show and on social media that he's beginning to act like a little bitch. That's the quote, like he's fed up. And I thought to myself, If you are a game show host or an actor or an actress or you are in entertainment in some form, it could be on a podcast. It could be on any number of things. But would you really want to be on a show more than five years? Because you get pigeonholed into that role. A couple examples I can give you, of course, Leonard Nimoy in Star Trek. He did play the character Spock in the original series of the Star Trek films. Films, that's in theaters. And, of course, he appeared in the new Star Trek films. He also is no longer with us, and he will be sadly missed. But would you want to be remembered for just one role or similar roles? Anthony Perkins starred in the original Psycho, and he was pigeonhole or seemed to be categorized in roles that the individual was... A little bit off-kilter, we'll use that term. Of course, he was the main character in Psycho, spoiler alert, characters, because he also was dressing up as his deceased mother. And he was in a couple other films, a film where 
He played the role of Boston Red Sox outfielder Jimmy Pearsall. This is in the late 50s and 60s. And I'm going to take a minute here while I talk because I need to be exact with the title of this film. And I'm pretty sure that it was Fear Strikes Out. So I'm. this is one of the rare times where I'm going to be doing two things at once. And because I want to give an example, Jimmy Pearsall played baseball. And he had some problems. And the movie analyzes that. It is Fear Strikes Out, made in 1957. Anthony Perkins played Jimmy Pearsall in the film. So with that and the psycho role, he he kind of was pigeonholed in a certain role. So I ask you, and you can discuss amongst yourselves, would you want to be on a show more than five years, 10 years, 15 years, you're going to be paid a hell of a lot of money. We know that to be doing this. And of course, the longer it's on, the more money you're going to be paid. But if you're the main star and it's a sitcom, you can simply say, that's it. I've had enough. I want to do other things. So Pat Sajak, I don't know what else he wants to do at the stage of his career and or life. But his behavior, now that I've mentioned it, Wheel of Fortune viewership is probably going to skyrocket, not because of my podcast. I like to think that I would have that many listeners that would affect Wheel of Fortune. But because this has been on social media, who knows? Who knows? It could be, you know, it could be something to get the ratings up. Acting weird, it's talked about on social media, and then, bam, Wheel of Fortune ratings go up. And would that coincide with Alex Trebek's passing and people being interested in Jeopardy over the new interim host? That gives you something else to think about. Now I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the console. It, it, well, it would be a typewriter, but it's not. It's the computer console. And I'm going to hit the bottom level of letters from left to right. Go Z, X, C, V, B, N, as in Nancy, and then M. Boom, I hit the M. And through the magic of the production company, CBW Productions, helped by Shaggy. Shaggy has inserted some kind of music in here because... We're going to stroll into the main topic for today's episode and research be damned. You know what? Sometimes you just got to fly by the seat of your pants. And if you're not wearing any pants, you're not wearing any briefs, you're going commando. Well, then guess what? You just got to fly by the seat of your buttocks. That's right. We're going to talk about people. And the reason we're going to talk about people is because people are weird. I'm a person. I'm weird. I'm weird enough to tell you, as I do periodically, that I'm going to mute this and I'm going to take a sip of water because I'm getting a little parched. I've taken that sip. Ready to go. Unparched. If that's even a word. But I was thinking 
as I do periodically, not always <laughs> smartly. But I was thinking that we all have things that happen to us in the course of a day. It reminds me of the episode of Seinfeld when Jerry is interested in getting married and he sits down with Kramer at the table and Kramer utters that marriage is a prison. You come home at the dinner table and, you know, you say to your spouse or partner, how was your day? I'm trying to imitate Kramer. You know, how was your day? And then you answer back, how was your day? It's a never-ending cycle. Well, marriage is, it doesn't have to be never-ending, of course, as I've mentioned. Marriage is like going to Mexico. Getting in isn't the problem. Getting out is. I digress. Now, the reason I'm going to talk about people is I don't have many friends. And the friends, I like to consider them friends that I have, are on the other podcast I do of Mikes and Men with Sean and Mo. I'll be recording that after this. And Mo and I will talk about other things. We'll call. Initially, Mo didn't like to talk on the phone. But if you know Mo, then then you know that better than most people. But I'm mentioning this for the podcast. But we were finishing one of our shows, and I was explaining to Mo what happened with one of my haircuts. I have very short hair, almost a military-style cut. I wasn't in the military. If you were, thank you for your service. But this woman at this certain barber shop completely, it, it, it she did kind of butchered it, but... She kind of hurt my head. She did that, and then she rubbed me inappropriately. It was just a bad scene, and I told this story to Mo, and Mo looked at me and said, why do these things always happen to you? And I wish they didn't. I've explained a lot of the things that have happened in other episodes. So, yes, I'm touting the fact that if you want to hear some of those, if You'll have to go back to listen to some of the other mess, the other episodes. I like to think I don't want to be repetitive, but people are weird. I never go into a store or a restaurant or into a gas station looking for a story to tell. Now, you can tell a story anywhere you go. Anywhere. you, It would be a boring story if you said I went in and was getting gas and I said, here's $10. Can you give me regular on pump eight? So if you have a significant other or friends you like to discuss things with, that becomes a normal thing in phone conversations or if you go out to a establishment of course you you know socially distance yourself now but people are weird i'm a person so i'm weird i'm not afraid to say that there are thousands of people who don't like me and that's fine if you know me if you don't like me by word of mouth well then you're an ass because 
I'm an acquired taste. You got to get to know me. If you ever, well, if you ever dated me, you know this. If you ever ever have any interest in dating me, I, I, I'm not an immediate, an immediate, oh my gosh. You know, I'm not Brad Pitt or his brother. I think it was, I think it's Dave. Or I'm not George Clooney. So I don't have people swooning over me immediately when they see me. Has it happened? Yes, there are exceptions to every rule. But normally, nobody comes up to me and says, man, you are really, really good looking. Here's my number. To get to know me, to get to like me, you got to talk to me because I like to think I can make you laugh. I can make you throw up, but I like to think I can make you laugh. So personality, sense of humor, that's how I'm going to reel you in. That's if I have interest in you. But if you don't know me, well, you're it, not even if you're interested in dating me, that you're kind of going by secondhand, thirdhand information. So if, you, if you've never met somebody and they say, oh, that person's an idiot, idiot. They did this to me. They did that to me. Well, you may know that person and may, may like them. It could be a tragic story. Taking someone's significant other, having an affair, doing something illegal. So people you deal with every day unless you, you, you don't go out. And there are other I like to cover my bases. There are other situations where you might not be seeing people on an everyday basis. So I always have these stories of things that happened to me. Now, recently, I had an incident. And I'm, I'm mentioning this because the incident is, is, is not going to go the direction, thankfully, that I, that I thought it was going to be, but... I do weird things as a person. I'm weird. You know that. If you know me, you know I'm a jackass. If you don't know me, again, get to know me. But I do really weird things. The other station I was on, the morning man, and I would get up very early. I do some exercising, though I would work out in the middle of the day, but very early in the morning I'd walk do some sit-ups and push-ups on the sidewalk of main roads of the city that I live in. So this new station will be starting, and again will be the morning man, but I like to do things such as walk or ride my bike when there's no one around. Yeah. So you not, not just early in the morning you can see me doing sit-ups, but you can... See me doing those sit-ups and little bicycle things on the side of the road at around 11 o'clock. Anyway, sometimes I like to walk by myself and then ride my bike. So I got done walking. I was feeling pretty good. It's 11.30 p.m. and I go for a bike ride. Following the rules of the road, the biking rules, I'm not going to tell you the location. I'm not going to tell you the city it was in, but I will tell you this. 
I had it was a side road, even at this time of night, a couple cars coming, and I went off on the sidewalk. And I won't get into into details. I mean, I won't give into really in-depth details, but went off on the sidewalk. And one of my fears, other than being afraid of the dark, is that when you're riding a bike on a sidewalk at night, even with a light, you're not going to be able to see certain things. Some people leave like a, a toy on the sidewalk or in their yard, and it's just over a little bit on the sidewalk. But thinking I was safe, I went over the sidewalk. There's a home being constructed, and there was nothing indicating on the sidewalk that the sidewalk was not completed. So there's a hole in the sidewalk. The last thing I remember seeing is me looking straight down at said sidewalk or hole in the sidewalk. And I land on my face. And there are some things that are going to come out of this. Again, thankfully, nothing, well, we'll just say nothing court-related. But people are interesting because the way they react to things. I had blood coming from my face. I had blood coming from my hands. So bear in mind it's midnight and it's a residential area. And I get up and the bike is, well, the bike's screwed up. So if it's a residential area and it's midnight, I'm smart enough. Now, I'm not smart enough to carry my phone. Because, well, I'm not smart. I'm an idiot by definition. But I'm smart enough to seek help by going to a home that has a light on. Even at midnight, there are people who are night owls. They might work second shift. They might just, you know, they might be cooking meth. I don't know. But there was a house right across that had a light on. If I can give you any kind of advice... If you don't want to listen to this program after, but if there's any advice I can give you from experience, it's this. If you are bleeding from your face and hands at 12 midnight and you're looking for help and you go to a house that has a light on, chances are, because they didn't, they're not going to come to the door. Because they think you could have murdered somebody. So to make it clear, I walked away and was standing in the middle of the road yelling, I'm hurt. If you don't believe me, please call 911. No one came. No one. Again, it's midnight. I'm on a residential street. So I picked up the bike, and I'm not trying to make myself sound superhuman. But I picked up my bike. I was able to get on it. Not really. But I began my journey home walking the bike. (laughs) Oddly enough, there's a woman who's working on, well, at the time I didn't know what she was doing. The property had been sold and she was painting the inside of her whatever she purchased. I didn't know what it was. (laughs) The light was on. So I go over there, I'm closer to my house, and I knock on the window, and the woman immediately 
picks up her phone and is terrified. Starts to dial 911, and I said, that's fine, but I need help. Can you get a hold of somebody? Drive me back to my house. Well, she reluctantly came outside. I explained to her what was going on, and I said, does it look bad? She obviously lied and said, no, it doesn't look that bad because the next day I look like hell. Not that I don't look good to begin with, but I didn't want this woman to have to drive me in her car even a quarter of a mile and me worry about getting blood on it. So the woman was semi-nice, still could have called 911, but I got on my bike and went home and immediately went to the emergency room. What would you do? In that situation, if somebody who's bloodied or is just is terrified and comes to the door and is banging on it and says, I need help, I need to come in, they may not even be bleeding. So this is something to discuss. If you're on a Zoom call or a boom call, whatever they, you know, whatever their designation is, because of these trying times, here's a, here's a subject to talk about. Do you open the door? Do you help this person It's if it's in the middle of the night? Think about that for a second. So people react in different ways. I expected help. I didn't get it. Now, this situation that has happened, the sidewalk was in front of the home that was being constructed. There was a lot of fingers pointed. Who was at fault? The city I live in, the contractor, or the homeowner. Now here's the curveball to the story. So immediately, I call the city. And I'm going to eliminate names of the city. If you know me, I've already told you. If you know where I live, I've told you the story. Most of you don't know. If you'd like to get to know me, you can call me. I'll give my number out later on. I'll, I'll, I'll pull a Sean. So there's some back and forth over whose fault it is. So the city that I live in is I send pictures. I don't even haven't even filled out an incident report yet. Not a police report, an incident report. I send pictures. I don't I don't really get a response. When I finally do, they direct me to the contractor who happens to live close to me. This all happened in a span of about a half hour. So I leave City Hall, drive down to this contractor's office, ask for somebody in management. This guy comes around the corner, doesn't introduce himself. I'm, my face is bandaged. I have my glasses on. And he obviously has been alerted to the situation. And the first thing he says is, not my fault. It's the cities. I've been trying to do that for change that for eight months, nine months, maybe even more. The contractor and this guy don't get along. So I'm still, you know, that's great that the city and the contractor don't get along. Now the homeowner comes into play a little bit. So I try to get information. Finally, the city takes a little bit of responsibility, but it's really the contractor's fault. Call the contractor up. And I simply say, I need your insurance information. Can you give me the policy number? Reluctantly, not even reluctantly, the guy doesn't do it. He doesn't call me back. Well, finally, 
when he when he realizes he might be in a little trouble that that I'm I need to go a step further. And if you don't know this, or if you're in this situation, if a contractor doesn't want to offer up his insurance information, the homeowner has a policy with the contractor. So I alerted the homeowner who knew nothing was going on. And, you know, this guy thinks that I'm weird, doesn't know me. He thinks I'm weird. So the con homeowner calls the contractor. The contractor immediately calls me back and says, tries to divert me. It's his fault. He's still pointing the finger other directions. And he says to me, you're acting crazy. Well, I'm trying to get information that he's not giving me, that legally he has to give me. He calls me crazy. He tries to buy me off. He laughs at the number I threw out, which I did intentionally. And then he hangs up the phone. He doesn't know me. Now, forever, well, the guy's a dick. Capital D, capital I, capital C, capital K. Would you like me to use other words? He's an a-hole. He's a butthole. He's a dickhead. But he's, he's dubbed me a certain way. I've dubbed him a certain way. Will I ever see this guy again? I hope not. Whoops, sorry for bumping that. So people react to certain situations. You're going to defend yourself. Does that mean, or do you defend, your, defend yourself if you know you're completely wrong? If you're right, of course, you're going to have, you're going to be like, yes, I'm right. So people are weird. I have plenty of stories to tell you. But I'm not going to. But I probably will because I go off on tangents. But people are weird. And it doesn't go by gender. It doesn't go by color, creed, race. All the terms you want to use, it's not any one singular individual it's i guess it's it's a universal thing you, you you probably don't like me and that's fine there are hundreds of people who don't like me as long as certain people like me or love me family members and my daughter that's okay i'm at the i'm at the point in my life i'm at the age where you know what i really really don't give a crap if you if you don't like me when you listen to my radio program if you've listened to it before, you may not like me, what I, what I have to say, but you might like the music. You might mute me when I talk. If you've never heard me on the air, you're going to hear me on the air very soon. But you get to a point where things shouldn't bother you. When I turned 50, I'm 55, I said to my daughter, you know what? If I don't want to be somewhere and I'm having a bad time, I'm gone. Why, why should I be bored? I'd rather be doing something that I enjoy. And that, that goes with dating. It goes with anything. You know, if you, do you really want to hang around with people you don't want to hang around with? I recently was asked to go to a Halloween party. Obviously near Halloween. And I said no. I didn't want to go. (laughs) There was another party that 
my favorite teams, I'm a huge Baltimore Orioles fan, a diehard. A lot of people know that because I dress like a little kid, black and orange, white, gray. Again, I don't care. I've been doing that for, for you know, for the last 35 years. <laughs> when I was, platonically, I was living with this guy, and he said to me, you dress like a little kid. And I said, okay. So all the other people who buy Ohio State gear or Cleveland Browns gear who wear that, who you don't know or whom you don't know, they're not little kids. But because you know me, you say I dress like a little kid. But I'm also an Indianapolis Colts fan, a Washington Wizards fan, a Washington Capitals hockey fan. I went to the University of Maryland. All teams slash schools that are not in Ohio, where I was born and raised. Is this done intentionally? Am I looking for any kind of attention? No. I adopted these areas when I was five, but it does make me in the minority, and a lot of people think that it's weird. Do I mind that I wear black and orange? Hell no. I'm going to dress to be comfortable. So recently I was asked, oh, I think, well, I know it was October 11th that the Cleveland Browns finally improving very good. They'll make the playoffs this year. I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl, but they certainly are going to be good for many years to come after years of futility. Well, they were playing my Colts. My Colts came to Cleveland early in the year. Browns end up winning, but somebody said, want to go to a party. It's a Browns party. And I said, I'm not going to a to a, a Browns party when they're playing my team. And people were like, what? What are you talking about? And I said, why would I sit there with a bunch of fans who are against my team, have them give me shit, and then have me get mad in their argument or me leave like a little kid? I'm comfortable in front of the TV watching where if things aren't going well that I can change the channel. Or this is what I do. I will, it's not talking to myself. I will yell at the TV. Not really talking to yourself. I will be happy. People will know what's going on. I'll be like, yes. All right. Woo. But. If they're not going well, you're also going to know that. My Orioles have been in a rebuild, haven't been really good for the last, eh, they made the playoffs, we'll just say the last 10 or 15 years. They still have won three World Series in my lifetime, 66, 70, and 83. I'm mentioning this because if you're a sports fan and an Indians fan or a fan of another team, you're thinking, yeah, they suck. And I'm pointing out, if you're an Indians fan, that I've won three World Series in my lifetime. How many have you won? If you're an Indians fan, I'll wait for your answer. The answer is none. 1948 was not even a World Series, but the Indians won. Maybe it was. Was it then or just a World Championship? Yeah, I think it was a World Series. And... I'm so far off on this tangent. I don't really know where I am. But I I, I didn't want to go to this party. 
So, oh, I know where I'm at, back to the Orioles. And I will yell at the TV. They are slowly getting better. Changed management, got new managers, got rid of the the older veterans. they doing a lot of cost-cutting, bringing minor leaguers up, even during the course of the season. Now, this is two years ago. This past year, because of the virus, only a 60-game season, but the year before that. And I'm open with the quotes I read because it's a quote. I'm a fan of the First Amendment. But if you were in my house, I have the Major League Baseball package for my cable company. I can watch every Major League game. So I get it to watch the Orioles. I have satellite radio, the Major League Baseball package to listen to the Orioles. All you heard two years ago was this, not this is a nightmare. This is a fucking nightmare. Because I bleed black and orange, and it was so bad. It, 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 it just is terrible. And it's the same way with every team. Every favorite team of mine. But we, I'm not going to go to a place where I'm singled out as the enemy or the bad guy. Have have people laugh at me. Would you do that? Think about that for a minute. So the next time you're in a certain situation with people, be nice because it's, you know, you treat people the way you want to be treated. But there's always that something that comes out of some kind of situation. But people are weird. They could be having a bad day. They could just be complete jerks. You don't really know that. I've spoken about my neighbors. And again, a lot of the examples I give, I have to give because I've lived through them. They're examples. I don't. I can't give examples of what's happened to you. But my neighbors, well, directly across the street, I have a younger couple. They're, they're idiots. My dog tangled up with theirs. The guy doesn't even say anything. The, the woman is like, hi. The guy doesn't say anything. I don't know what his problem is. He's an asshole. Across the street, I have a guy who cuts his grass, retired. Must be great to be retired. Cuts his grass. Every other day in the summer, different directions. So I've gotten to a point where he people come over, walk by him when the weather's nice, and he starts making conversation. They go up and talk to him. So he's, he's gained friends. He's talked bad about me. So I've gotten to the point in my life where I don't really care. If you live in my neighborhood, even if you don't, and somebody is saying shit about me, and you don't know me, and I don't know you, well, I'm not going to go out of the way to kiss your ass. You've already formulated opinion. And you can tell because you won't talk to me. You don't talk to me when I'm walking my dog. And that's all good. It doesn't bother me because when my dog craps in your yard, I'm not going to pick it up or I'm going to fake picking it up. You ever do that? Isn't that great when you could do it? It's easier to do in the winter. Very easy to do at night. But I, I, I'm not a fan of poop. No. I'm really not, not. I love my dogs. But you can easily fake like you're picking up dog excrement so i fake it sometimes with the guy across the street the young the younger couple it's an older couple the guy who 
summons people up to talk to him. <laughs> Am I wrong for doing that? Probably. Does it bother me that I'm doing that? No. It doesn't because I'm at the point in my life where if you don't like me, that's that's fine. I'm not 25. I'm not going to kiss your butt. Women are attracted to me. Weird ways. And they'll yell at me. And these are examples from the past. And I have all kinds of stories. And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I've had some really strange things happen in relationships. A lot of them not my fault. I've been cheated on. I've done stupid things. But there are a couple examples that I can give you where it's early in a relationship and and you can't meet that person. I rarely have anything to do. Woman wanted to meet. Never have anything to do. I'm building up a rapport with her and she said, can we meet Saturday? And I said, no, I have a Christmas party to go to. Well, she yells at me and doesn't want to talk to me anymore. She thinks I'm making up an excuse. If I was trying to date you, and you came up with an excuse, especially an excuse with kids or family, that's fine. It's not going to bother me. I'm certainly not going to second guess that. But I had a Christmas party. Woman got mad and wouldn't talk to me again. <laughs> now, here's a story about people, and I know I'm rambling. I didn't mention this when I talked about dating sites, but this is a, this all of the stories I tell you are true. Okay, mentioned being in porn. That's that's an episode for another time. But this is a true story when you talk about people and it, you talk about situation. This is the way I'm going to wrap things up. Well, not wrap up, but wrap up the main topic for today. This happened years ago. I'm I, I'm stressing that. And I met this woman on a dating site. Attractive. Was making, kept making comments about her body the first couple times that we met. That she doesn't have a large upper body. We went to a few places. Developed rapport. Made out in cars, did some other things. But because we were meeting somewhere, you don't want to see, I've never been a hotel room kind of guy. I'm not a one-night stand kind of guy. I'm, I'm not a let's get a hotel room and do the nasty, do the dirty deed. So finally, she invites me over. She lives about 45 minutes away. So I live far from my younger sister. I'm a born and raised east sider of Cleveland. I'm on the west side. So this girl invites me down. Now listen to this. This woman invites me down. I tell her I have to leave at a certain time. And I say to her, this is the kind of gentleman I am. I kind of know why she calls me over. I, I do have to be hit over the head, certain things. But I know why she's called me over. And I say, I don't think I can make it. Because I have to be somewhere else at a certain time and I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to be rude to you and say, I have to go. So I don't want to, you know, just 
you know, do the deed. You know, make love, have coitus. I want to be a gentleman because I like this. Whoops, sorry for hitting that because I like this woman. She says, no, come on down. Go down there, small talk, and we do. We do the nasty in the sheets. It was Yeah, it was in the sheets. And she had mentioned before that she likes to talk after to get to know somebody and obviously to have more coitus. We talk a little bit and I say that I have to go because I'm able to fit both these things in. So I've already told her that I have to go, that I have to leave at a certain time. Now pay attention outside the door if you're listening. I've already mentioned that I have to go. I've made an effort to come down and see you because you asked me to. So we have coitus. And I say I have to go. And the woman gets mad at me and doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Again, this is years ago. (laughs) Am I right or wrong? Did I behave like a gentleman? People are weird. I can go on about stories that I've had with women. Women, I don't, I, women never had, had one night stands. You ever notice that? First time you meet them, they've never had a one night stand. If a woman tells you or a man tells you they've never had a one night stand, that means they've had a one night stand. If a guy says he, he's never watched porn, he's watched porn. Same thing with women. So there are certain things that you notice after you've been dating for a while. Certain things you notice when you when you talk to people. A couple guys I know that I talk sports with, they want to talk about the teams. They, they don't want to hear what I say. They just like to hear themselves talk. And I'm like, Do, are you even listening to me? And it's fine. If you don't like me, but people are weird. Hopefully I've planted some things in your head. Maybe you've, maybe they've happened to you. I, hopefully you haven't driven a bike into a hole in the sidewalk and landed on your face. I wasn't attracted to begin with. I'm not now. (laughs) We'll talk more about people because you know that I'm going to go off on a tangent. Hit the M again because Shaggy's going to play some kind of music to kind of lead me into the final final part of the program. And I don't know why this interests me so much. I'm like a closet weatherman. I'm like a closet, not, I, I love history documentaries, but I already said closet weather guy. But for some odd reason, it Oh, Geography, too, is the other one. But for some odd reason, I don't know what, why I'm so interested and get excited about reading about Daylight Saving Time. I I, I really don't know. Porn gets me more excited. Kaylee Cuoco, Brie Larson, they get me really excited. If they're listening, 440-429-1609. But... Daylight saving time, for some odd reason, I really get excited about it. I talked about it on one of my earlier podcasts. So guess what? There was a story in the newspaper. Yeah, I read. I still read the paper. That's right. I'm on the turlet. Computer? I don't want it to fall into the turlet. Phone? I don't want it to drop into the turlet. You really want to... 
Yeah. You do number two and then you touch your phone? Hopefully you wash your hands before that, but sometimes people forget. So I read the newspaper, I get it, I enjoy it. And still read it on the turlet. Can read it while I'm going. So I'm on the turlet. Reading the Cleveland Plain Dealer, and I think, oh my God, I, I get to mention this. <laughs> so here I am mentioning it. Yeah, I know, Shaggy, I hit the M a little longer than I wanted to. Here in Ohio, Ohio becomes the 14th state where legislators have urged Congress to end the practice of setting the clocks back each fall. That's right. Daylight saving time year round. The Ohio House voted 58 to 32 to pass Senate Concurring Act 8, also known as the Sunshine Protection Act, backing a permanent adoption of daylight saving time. Remember, heard it here, there is no S. It's daylight saving time. Just like in Stritch, there's only one T, not two, just one. Now, this has to pass, but daylight saving time year-round. Now, spring forward, fall back. But is it spring forward, fall back? Does that mean, here's, I, I should know this. Does it get, do we get more darkness in the morning? And it, Oh, that's what it is. We get more darkness in the morning, and it stays lighter later. So year-round, I don't know, but the fact that I'm mentioning that, who knows, maybe in a couple months, uh, we'll be we'll be at that point where daylight saving time year round, and at that point, I can mention to you again about daylight saving time, and I can get excited. I can get a little woody. That's right, or a big woody. I want to talk about day, daylight saving time? <laughs> right now, I'm going to talk about some things that. Well, you can listen to this program. On Spotify, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. Thanks to CBW Productions, Shaggy Omar, for putting together this podcast, making it presentable. You know, so it, it's good. It, it's professional. I'm heading over to the other studio to record my other podcast of Mikes and Men with Sean and Mo. You can catch me on that on most of the same social media platforms. So please, it's a hoot. Check that out at your earliest convenience because, well, you can find the podcast on the aforementioned places. Have yourselves a wonderful week. The next time you hear me will be the next time you listen to this program. I'm Jeff Stritch. This has been Strictly Stritch in Time. Be safe, be happy, be proud. And you say it proudly. You know what I'm going to end with. I end by saying peace. So now that you know how I end with, let's say it together. Okay? The end of show, little phrases be safe be happy be proud and then peace so wherever you are around the planet earth or on venus neptune mars or uranus that's right if you're on uranus say it with me be safe be happy be proud peace